the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. Lovely week. Seeing stocks. I've actually been pretty calm over the past few weeks. Not much movement up, not much movement down, so that's a good thing. And uh, we're getting to that time of year now where the uh, market, if it's going to put a big move in, it's historically, uh, it's been the time that it happens. Um, Although... I wouldn't count on that. I, I can remember a couple of years ago where the December was just horrible. <laughs> it was down, I don't know, 15 or 20% or so from peak to trough. And um, so that happens. It's not a big deal. But, you know, I want to say thanks to for everybody that came out to the seminar this week. I had a very good crowd, very nice people, very good questions that they had. And uh, I think they're, we, we're kind of talking about some of the changes that have occurred. One big change that's occurred is a type of a variable annuity. Uh, it's new. It's very low cost. It's You have the option to add riders, so you can actually control your costs by controlling the uh, level of guarantees that you want with the product. I think it's a great idea, you know, just, just a phenomenal idea. If you don't want the guarantees, it's going to be incredibly difficult to uh, invest in directly in those products at uh, as low of an expense ratio as you can through these products, which is highly unusual for a uh, variable annuity. Um, so I would, if you'd like to talk more about that, please feel free to give us a call. In fact, we're going to s- start a service. We already, we have been offering it for about a week now where if you have older annuities that are out there, you may want to take a look at it. You're not always stuck in the annuity. Oftentimes, you can do something that's called a 1035 exchange, and that allows you to exchange one annuity contract for another contract. Uh, and if you can do it without fees or penalties, that's a great thing. Uh, there are no fees or penalties for moving in and out of the products that I'm using. Uh, there's no sales charge, and there's no penalty if you take the money out before any given time period. So you could you could have it in there for one week and take the money back out, and you wouldn't be charged a penalty for that. And, and that makes it very different. The expense ratios, uh, you have a lot more control over them by electing which kinds of benefits that you'd like to have. I think it's a uh, an, an awesome thing. If you don't want it, don't include it. You know, don't don't have a one size fits all mentality because that is 
typically not the, the best thing for every individual. Everybody's different. I mean, people have different situations. They've got different family situations, financial situations. Uh, you really would need as many options as you can possibly have. So if you have some older contracts out there, uh, this one is worth taking a look at. You might want to give a comparison. And we do that for free. So if you're thinking about uh, making changes, if you're, you're looking at your products and wondering if you might be doing better elsewhere, and by the way, we'll, we're, we're obligated to tell you uh, if you have a product that's a really good product and it doesn't make sense to move, then I'm going to tell you that. Because uh, you know what? At the end of the day, I have to sleep at night. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. And uh, I'll tell you like it is. And I've seen some pretty good products, you know, especially um, some of the older products that were purchased a long time ago that are still around before the expense ratio started getting super, super high. There's a lot of older products out there that uh, I'm talking, you know, 15 years ago. If you still have one of those, oftentimes, you know, the advice is just stay there. That, that You're good. Um, but if you've purchased something within the last 15 years, there's there's a pretty good chance that uh, we could either save you money, and we could save you money, and then give you more options too. So, again, feel free to, to call us. You go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com, if you want to contact me there. Um, I was just laughing at the seminar. As a lot of people are going to the website, and they're filling out the contact form, but they're not putting anything in the comments. <laughs> so I have no idea why I'm calling. <laughs> And uh, if you could uh, just remember that, that would be good. Uh, just, just, just so I could be a little bit prepared. I mean, I don't mind calling uh, or emailing and uh, asking you what question, kind of question you had. It just helps a little bit if, if I know what you're, uh, you're thinking of. So that's BullingtonCapital.com. Uh, there's no fee for any of this. You know, you can talk. Uh, we're more than happy to talk to you as, as quickly as we can and, and try to answer any questions that you have. So, again, we were talking about the uh, the new development, um, and incidentally, this morning, uh, I get up, I check all the time. This morning, I got up, and somebody, uh, another one of the uh, uh, variable annuity companies out there, is already coming up with a product that's fairly similar to the Nationwide. I knew that was going to happen, uh, they, but this is a the first shot in a new direction, uh, and it'll be interesting to see now that now the heat is on and they're all going to have to try to compete. Uh, and one of the things you want to be real careful of when you're looking at variable annuities, uh, see a variable annuity means that it has mutual funds in it. Uh, so the insurance company doesn't actually have your money. They're administering the contract. The money's with whatever uh, firm, Fidelity or Vanguard or T. Rowe Price, Whichever of the mutual funds that are inside that variable annuity, that's where the money is being kept. They're just keeping track of it. And uh, if you need to disperse funds, they will handle that. Those funds, because firms like Nationwide handle so much money, have much lower expense ratios than the typical fund that you would buy uh, just walking into a Fidelity or a brokerage firm uh, and buying them. So there are a lot of differences. Uh, I think... One of the, the great things is uh, expenses are can be a lot lower on these products. If you are, they're very tax efficient. One of the big reasons that a lot of people might want to look into these, if you are 
above the age of 70 and you're being forced to take out required minimum distributions and you have regular investment accounts, if you were to convert those regular investment accounts into investment-only annuities, which is basically what we're talking about, they're investment-only, then you don't get a 1099 anymore and you could defer whatever dividends and capital gains are being distributed from taxes because you're having to take out money from your RMD and pay taxes on that too. So there are a lot of planning options available with this sort of thing. And there are a lot more guarantees. It's hard to say guarantee when you're talking about stocks. If you're talking about a stock fund, there are no guarantees. It's whatever the fund makes, which is fine as long as you know that. Um, that's how I feel about everything. As long as you're fully informed, then you, most people can make pretty good decisions. Uh, oftentimes, most people don't know what all their options are. Uh, and I think that's a uh, kind of a big that's a big deal, trying to figure out what you can actually do with your money, what kind of problems you're having, or what kind of problems you think you might have, and what would be your uh, viable options to help solve those problems. So that's kind of stuff we do on a daily basis at my firm and are much more than willing to talk to anybody that has issues or questions about that. In fact, I'm actually pre-recording this show. Most of my shows, you could actually call in and ask those questions. So... Uh, uh, I typically pre-record maybe maybe one a month or so. So you can also call and ask during a radio show, during a normal live radio show. And uh, I'm just losing track of my uh, whole timeline here. <laughs> but uh, so, oh, one of the other things that we talked about last night, uh, the Lookout for the Bull website, um, that's up. It's actually operational now. Um, I think it's going to be pretty fun uh, if you're, Curious about it, just go to lookoutforthebull.com. I've had people going to Bullington Capital looking for Lookout for the Bull, and those are actually two different services. The Bullington Capital is for the investment planning and advisory services that my firm offers. Lookout for the Bull is for the do-it-yourselfers who want to learn how to be momentum investors. Um, I like the idea of momentum investing, it, it's not as easy as you might think it is, uh, and I'm very forthright about the challenges that you face, but value investing is no cakewalk either. Uh, value investing is the opposite approach where you're trying to buy low, sell high. That's, that's really tough to do. It's tough to do well. I mean, you look at a company like General Electric, you know, for years, I mean, for years, that stock just climbed. You look at the that stock in the early 90s, all the way up for you, there was like a 10-year period there where it just did no wrong. And it peaked out at, again, the highest price that it, it traded at was actually $58.41, and that was in August of the year 2000. So in the year August of 2000, it's $58.41, and today it's $11.60. Now, what year is it again? <laughs> It's 2019, and you know it's just so heartbreaking to see that. It's one of the reasons I'm not a big fan of value-oriented investing, that buy and hold. Um, hardly anybody does that anymore, and there's, there are lots of good reasons that they don't. It's just incredibly difficult. Now, people like to point out Warren Buffett. Well, he buys and holds. 
Warren Buffett buys and holds the entire business, the whole thing, which means he gets to keep the profits. As a shareholder, you don't have those rights. He's got a big edge over you, over all of us, actually. And uh, so it's very, it's not very helpful to compare yourself to something like a Berkshire Hathaway. Their business is buying other businesses and keeping the cash. That's their business. They're pretty good at it. They're very good at it. In fact, you could argue that that's like buying a fund because I think they own over 80 companies now. Um, It is really, really big, and it's a lot harder to manage when it gets that big. And it's had its time periods where it was down a lot, too. uh, But um, anyway, I digress. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at just looking at something. Just give me a second here. Yeah, 1998. Even the Berkshire Hathaway, which is selling for $326,000 today per share. <laughs> $326,000 per share. That's amazing. Anyway, it was selling at $84,000 a share in 1998. And in 2009, got down to $70,000. So 1998 to 2009. And it shows a negative return. That's 11 years. So when, you, when they talk about long-term investing, which Warren Buffett's talking about all the time, that's long-term. That's 11 years and you're negative. And he doesn't like to pay dividends. So when that, that's one of the problems that I have with value investing. You can actually be sideways for, or, or negative for an extremely long time period. And I just have a really tough time um, doing that anymore. You know, I'm getting older. My clients are getting older. doesn't matter how good the company is. If it's going to have a, a 10 or a 15-year period where it's not profitable, uh, that's too long. And when you're looking at individual stocks, they all have the um, propensity to do that. In fact, I was talking to a gentleman, a very nice guy last night. We are talking a little bit about Boeing. And I remember early in my career when Boeing came out and the analysts were all happy about it. It was right around 75 bucks a share, somewhere around there. When it dropped down to 65, the analyst is pounding the table saying, you got to buy this stock here. Yeah, when it dropped down to 55, oh, it's even a better deal now. And at 45, he stopped talking about it. And at 35, I was going to wonder where he is now. And uh, by the way, it, it took several years to recover. And it did finally recover. In, uh, uh, in fact, it recovered, yeah, actually, as I left that firm <laughs> to go to another firm. But um, at one point, it reached a, a, a price, $30.94 in 1990. And in 2009, it got down to 29. So that's 19 years. Anyway. I hear the music. I got to take a real quick commercial break. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned because I'll be right back.
And we're back. Hey, you're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420. You can also find me on the Fish's website, 955thefish.com, on their podcasts. And you can also get it on iHeart. And you can go to Bullington Capital. That's my website. It's uh, www.bullingtoncapital.com. And you can actually uh, find it there as well. So we are all over the place. And I think we might actually start doing some uh, live broadcasting of the show so when you call in with questions, you'll actually uh, be an Internet star. <laughs> yeah, uh, I doubt it, but because I don't think a show will actually be, get picked up that much, but that's okay. The um, Anyway, we were talking a little bit about the uh, how to get guarantees uh, from or some of the guarantees that are being currently offered. By the way, the, the product that we're talking about is uh, from Nationwide. If you want more information on it, just email me. I'll send you the PDF. Uh, it's already been compliance approved. Uh, probably needs a little bit of explanation. Uh, the, uh, there's a 7% simple interest roll-up rate. Uh, simple interest means it's not compounding. So if you put $100,000 in there and you got 7% on it, it's $7,000 a year each year. So you're not getting the interest on this. 7000 from the prior year, but over 10-year time period, 100000 would be 170000 And that is for a, a benefit, a rider. That's not, they're not guaranteeing that your cash is going to be worth that because you can't do that. You're not allowed. What they're saying is that if you wanted to uh, have an income from this at some point in time, they'll guarantee that the value that they use to calculate what the income is going to be is going to go up by 7% simple rate each year for as many as 10 years. So let's take an example. I'll just take an example. Let's say you're 55 and you got uh, $100,000 to invest and you're looking for something. So you decided that, uh, um, let's say you're 65. Let's do that because that's actually the example that's uh, in the PDF. You've got $100,000 and you want to invest it. If you took the income today, they would guarantee a withdrawal rate of 5.65%. Okay, that's if you took it today. If you waited, and by the way, 5.65% of 100000 is $5,650 a year. If you waited for 10 years, it would be uh, they would use the income benefit rider base. That's what they would base the number on. Of 170,000, that's the 70,000 that they they guaranteed for the income calculation. And because you're a little older, instead of giving you 5.65, they'll give you 5.85. That's $9,945. And uh, as long as Nationwide remains in in business in good standing, by the way, they are A plus rated, it's very strong currently financially, that's a pretty good deal. And you know, adds a little bit of certainty. You know, you're getting near retirement. And by the way, if you were just five years away or you're two years away, you still get the simple interest rate for those two years, and then you could convert it. And there is a table on this same uh, information, informational piece. There's a table that shows what the interest rates are. I've got to tell you, these are not the highest rates that I've seen on annuity products, but... The other products that I've seen that have had higher rates than this are putting your money, they're investing your money in the general fund of the insurance company. So if 
they had problems because, I don't know, uh, they were heavily exposed to a lot of Florida housing and you got another hurricane or somewhere in Texas in the Gulf around there. And they had losses from that and the losses got too big or we had another uh, collapse like excuse me, 2008 and 2009. A lot of those companies had to go back to their uh, policyholders or annuity holders and say, I'm sorry, you know, we, we can't afford to pay what we said we could. Here's your offer. You know, and, and they reduced sometimes the principal, most of the time the principal and the rates of return that they could uh, generate. So you have that that risk. And that's kind of with any insurance company, especially if they put the money in their general fund. One of the big key differences between this and those other types of, of products, those other types of annuities, is that the money's not in Nationwide's general fund. It's invested with Fidelity or T. Rowe Price or, you know, whichever funds we choose, whichever funds I choose, I typically manage that money. Um, that's who has the money. So it's not going to be affected by the hurricanes or the, the claims uh, of suddenly You've got a whole bunch of people dying or uh, a lot of car accidents where you get an earthquake in California and a whole bunch of property damage gets done. That's not going to have any impact on the people that are investing in this type of annuity. That's kind of a big deal. It's actually kind of a really big deal. So if, if you're hearing stuff and you'd like to talk more about it, feel free. Just go to my website, reach out to us. Uh, or you can call us. The phone number's all over there, and I'll just give it to you now. It's 334-664-0700. That's 334-664-0700. This is kind of a big deal. I, I think you're going to be hard-pressed for people to make a uh, uh, changes or actually to keep up with the guarantees that are being offered. Uh, just over the, the projected rates of, of the interest rates, of where interest rates are now, I mean, think about this for a second. I, uh, interest rates are typically under 2% for anything that, that comes with a government guarantee. And I just have to check really quickly to see what the uh, um, Wall Street Journal's uh, uh, rates are on a 30-year bond because I can't remember what that is. It's the, uh, somewhere less than 3%, I think. And I'm going to click on my markets tab right now. And it's not giving me that. <laughs> oh well. The uh, anyway, let's, let's say it's it's less than three percent. So, and actually, they're less than two percent. You get a ten-year Treasury bond. I think it was one point seven eight or one point eight somewhere around there. Anyway, it was less than two percent. So, if you're going to get less than two percent on a bond, and you've got forty percent of your money, that's your typical balance fund, like uh, thirty forty percent in bonds. Then that is a uh, uh, that's not a real high rate. That's not a real high rate of return. So if you're getting, let's say you're getting two percent, two percent on forty percent is 0.8. 0.8. So that forty percent of your money you've got invested in in treasuries or CDs that's getting right around two percent. That, that's only going to be 0.8 percent on your total. That's all that's contributing. That's one of the reasons balance funds don't keep up with the stock market when the stock market's running real fast. And people go, oh, then just jump in the market when it's going real fast and get out. No, sorry. (laughs) Trying to do that is certain death. The average investor who tries to do that, 
has had an average annual rate of return of 1.7% over the past 20 years. 1.7. And they get, oh, the bonus though, the, the good news is they get the frustration of watching them miss and then missing again. <laughs> Let me get in and get out. And uh, doing that is a, uh, incredibly difficult. There used to be some things that had worked reasonably well. They stopped working about six years ago, about actually five years ago. And uh, unfortunately, when they stop working, you don't know that they've stopped working until you've been in it for two or three years after it stops working. And because oftentimes a lot of those techniques will take a hiatus, two, three, four years, and then they'll kick back in. Hasn't happened this time, and I think I know why. Uh, there are lots of reasons. The biggest reason is that the number of funds that are running are being run by computer today have swamped the actual funds that were running had been run by real people. So, and the computers are just hard math. They don't care. You know, they're they're emotionless. The when these other indicators tended to work a whole lot better, it was because there were a lot more humans involved, and humans are emotional. It's actually been kind of good for the market overall. And uh, I think position the way we are now, we sh- that this should really help us out in the future. However, you're still looking at those really low interest rates on bonds. And you've got 30 or 40% of, money your, of your money in bonds, you're probably going to do somewhere around 25 to 30% less in total returns than the stock market. Why? Because bonds are not paying very much. And and that really hurts people because they look at that and they go, wait, well, how come I'm not up as much as the stock market? Because you have money in bonds. Why do I have money in bonds? Because it's not safe to have 100% of your money in stocks. And uh, that's a tough one. I, I have that conversation constantly with people. And, uh, and, you know, they think that somebody should be able to jump in and jump out at the right times. If that were possible, everybody would have more money than Warren Buffett. You know, he'd actually be willing to shine your shoes for a tip on stocks, the, uh, even at his age, 87. <laughs> I think he's 87. But So anyway, but the good news is you don't need to do that. Not necessary. You really don't need to do that, especially where we are right now. There's this thing. It's, it's called an earnings yield. It's kind of converts a stock into a, a uh a com- something that's comparable to a bond or a CD. And all you do is you divide the earnings that the company's uh, made over the past 12 months by the current share price, and it'll tell you what the earnings yield is. Uh, if the yield is a whole lot less than 4 or 5%, it's because the stock's overpriced. I just got the high sign. I only have two minutes, so I'm going to uh, kind of hold off on explaining that, but I will pick it up right after the, uh, the commercial breaks that we go to. And, um, but the earnings yield thing, that, that's kind of a big deal. And you can learn this one. It's, this one's not that complicated. I will start to teach this at my future seminars and you're, feel free to, to, to call me up and, and go through it over the phone at some point in time. It's, and I will write a little piece on it and I'll, I guess I'll post it on my website, but I think this would probably help more people and help them, uh, avoid panicking. That's the number one thing is avoiding panicking. Share prices fluctuate a lot. It's unpredictable. Don't worry about it. 
The only time you really need to worry about it is when you're holding on to shares that are overpriced. Now, a lot of funds that are out there will actually use the valuation as one of the tools to manage that fund. That's why they're so important. That's what I like about it. They're also one of the reasons that the uh, it's changed the way that stocks behave because these guys put these funds together and said, hey, you know, public's not doing that well. And a lot of mutual funds are not doing that well. We need to uh, have a little bit more discipline. Uh, we need to put these products out here that are using values and numbers that are important, that have been proven to be important, that make sense. You know, if I have a company that earned a dollar a share or $5 a share and it's selling for 100 bucks. $5 is 5% of 100. What did I say? Between 4 and 5%? Great. It's 5%. You're good. Uh, you just need to diversify now. Because if those earnings get cut in half, guess what happens to the share price? Yep. If the earnings go up, share price goes up. Now all you have to do is have a, a crystal ball that will predict the earnings accurately. <laughs> Not that easy to do. Yeah. Hey, I hear the music. That means I have to take a real quick commercial break. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. I will be right back. And we're back. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 The Answer. You can find this show also on the podcast uh, at the Fish's website, 955thefish.com. Or you can find it on iHeartRadio. It's also there. Or just go to my website. We are trying to put ourselves all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, just looking at the, uh, the current uh, rates on treasury bonds. So they go from a low of 1.57 to a high of 2.24. And to get that 2.24 rate of interest, you got to hold on to the bond for 30 years. <laughs> oh, wow. 2.2. See, that's what I was talking about a little bit earlier. You don't have a, uh, uh, there's not a lot of inch, uh, in, safe income out there uh, that's paying much. And when you're putting bonds in a portfolio to keep the, the risk down, you're naturally going to reduce the returns fairly significantly. And uh, jumping in and out of the market, that's called market timing. That that's, it is a horrible idea. Everybody gets the idea that they, they should do that. And let me give you a little exercise that you can do that will cure you from ever wanting to do that again. Get a, a, a notebook and a pen. Every morning when you get up, write down what you think the market should do that day based on what you read or heard on the news the prior night or look at the news in the morning and just write it down. Do that for about six months. You will never do that again. <laughs> it's just stocks are not predictable in the short run. 
They're just not. And uh, I don't care what they say on Facebook, what those ads say, uh, what the ads say when you do a Google search. They don't. And no matter how much money you pay for it. So I guess, realistically, I I know you're going to have to learn that lesson the hard way because that's how most people learn. It's the hard way. And I've always said experience is the best teacher, but I prefer it to be someone else's experience (laughs) that I trust. That's a big deal. Someone's experience that you trust. Because if if they're trying to sell something, I don't know. Well, we don't sell anything at Bullington Capital. We're advisors. We work for you. We don't work for the brokerage firms that we use as custodians. And uh, that's another thing that's kind of interesting. We don't, uh, we never have custody of your money. It's always at a a huge brokerage firm, either Fidelity or E-Trade. And that's kind of a big deal. It keeps your money safer. A lot safer. So we're talking about safety and money here. So when you're looking at the uh, the highest rates that you got to hold, you know, for government bonds, thirty years to get a two point two percent interest rate on, um, not all that exciting. And I'm not even sure why one of the companies that I I work with, uh, I do a lot of work with, and they they put out a lot of good research. They're talking about interest rates that they thought would be closer to three. And I'm thinking, where on earth are you finding a AAA rated you know, government-backed security that's got a 3% interest rate? Because I can't find them anywhere, and I have the same access that they do. <laughs> so I think they just didn't update the uh, paperwork. That, you know, and when the new paperwork comes out, it's probably going to be um, reflected in that. But uh, anyway, so if you're, you're looking at that, and again, uh, why am I talking about this? Uh, well, because it's a little upsetting for me to see people hurt themselves by uh, looking at a, a pure stock fund, looking at the returns after it's had a good run and saying, you know, yeah, that's what I want. And they project out that out into the future as if it's going to repeat itself. Well, it, they rarely repeat when they've had a really good run, if they do, it's typically a, a few years between time periods where they actually do that. Normally, if you get one really good year out of every four or five years, you're doing pretty good. So to be loading up on something that's just done very well, not the best idea, um, because it may be another one of those four or five year time periods between the next big move. And that's just typically how stocks move. I, I'm not sure why. It's just the way that it's been working for the past hundred years or so. And uh, it's enough to frustrate people, enough to to make them think that they're not doing the right things. And uh, it's, you know, it's tough. So uh, if you're combining that method of picking funds along with keeping a big chunk of your money into into bonds, uh, you know, it's, you, you just won't make as much money. And that's why I think looking at the guaranteed rates that you might be able to get on as a rider. It's not on the money itself, but it's on the amount of income that you can receive and the, the account value that they will calculate that from. Um, I think that's worth taking a look. It's absolutely worth taking a look. Now, and I got to tell you, I, I don't really treasure uh, utilizing these products too much because the paperwork is enormous. I mean, it's incredible. All the, it takes about 45 minutes to fill out an application, and that's because I'm fast. <laughs> yeah, actually, Melissa's faster than I am, and uh, she can probably get it done in 20, but the, um, 
um, because she is super fast. And Melissa's the uh, uh, head admin for our firm there, little firm at Bullington Capital. Very good. Uh, Gary's also very good. And uh, Brad's very good. Uh, so I'm lucky that way, but I'm telling you, it, it's a lot of effort and, uh, we don't get any extra pay for that either, <laughs> by the way. So I'm just looking out and I think this is very attractive. Uh, it's a, if you want a little bit more stability, I think you need to take a really good, hard look at some of these things. When you're looking at them, there's, there are tons of products out there that sound similar. Um, most of them are extremely confusing. Uh, you just have to be careful. If it's a uh, um, not a variable uh, index, well, not an index. I stay away from the index. Whenever you hear the word index, I would I would probably really slow down because those things have uh, big penalties if you take money out. You know, I'll tell you, oh, you can take ten percent out a year uh, without penalty. Yeah, but what happens if you need more than that? How much you're going to have then? And if you hear the word market value adjustment. Don't walk away from that one. Run the uh, those market value adjustments are incredibly difficult to co- to calculate. And insurance companies will tell you that they can't they they can't calculate it because they don't know what it's going to be. And I get it. It's it's the way that the portfolios are hedged and and set up. It it is impossible for them to know ahead of time what it's going to be. So you could have a market value adjustment on top of a penalty. Just be very careful. I mean, they're not all bad. Um, not all of them. But some of them are just abusive, and that's one of the reasons we got the Department of Labor getting involved in, in writing up all these rules and coming up with a a 40-page application for the good guys. <laughs> you know, they miss the bad guys. <laughs> and and uh, they're trying. I mean, and, and realistically, at some point in time, and I know people hate the idea of having uh, larger government, but if a candidate comes out, that says, look, we're going to have, just like we have the FDIC, just like we have the SEC and FINRA, um, we're going to have a national insurance commission. So to take some of the relief off of all these state agencies, and by the way, just hire everybody that works for the state and train them on one set of rules. Why would, why would you have 50 different sets of rules for the same products? And you know how difficult that is? Uh, so... Anyway, I would I would be all for starting up this department because we need it. it it's actually needed uh, so that they can uh, unify all the rules for all the states. And you've got governing bodies. You already have the uh, bunch of the employees. You wouldn't have to add a lot of employees. But this is important because a lot of people are taking IRAs and, and 401ks and rolling them over into a lot of these products that uh, are just so heavily fraught with expenses that, you know, people can't make much money. Um, and uh, anyway, so I'll get off my soapbox and I'll start to talk a little bit about Lookout for the Bull. That's the uh, other business. That's the, the educational slash uh, tip sheet business. I'm actually going to call it a tip sheet because here's what I've been doing. I've been taking the scans and the scans, when I run all the scans that I run, they're typically somewhere between... 80 and 90 stocks, it doesn't take me that long to whittle that list down to say 20 or so, 20 stocks that are exhibiting characteristics that are typically present in other stocks that have done very well in a relatively short time period. Uh, Notice I I say have uh, occasionally done well, (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's part of the whole process. If I knew exactly which ones were going to go, I wouldn't be doing a radio program talking about it. I'd be flying over in my fleet of personal jets. The uh, Warren Buffett would be asking me for tips. <laughs> but you can manage the risk, and, and it's fun. You know, and I like making money. It's a hobby that you can actually make money with. So that's what I treat it like. I don't put a tremendous amount of my money in there, neither should you. Um, and if you want to do it, I think it's 20 bucks a month, no long-term commitments. You get to hear, see what my thoughts are. You know, I talk about them on, on a radio show quite a bit. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'll run one of them while I'm here and in the studio. I'm going to run it right now during the day. First thing I have to do is pull up the list that I'm going to be screening for, and it's the U.S. common stocks. That's all the stocks that are in the uh, uh, United States. I'm looking for those that have done the best over the past 90 days. That's one of the scans that I use. And so uh, over the last 90 days, I want to see every stock that's trading at a 30-day high. I mean, that's just uh, 30 trading days is actually six weeks. And right now, there are, let me see, there are only 19 of them, but that's because it's kind of early in the day, and it's a Friday. Uh, So if I go down that list, uh, the first one that comes up is Tribune Publishing Corporation, Uh, the Tribune, in uh, newspaper. So I'm I'm not real uh, enthused about a newspaper because I don't know what their growth is. I think at some point in time, they probably go away. So I'm going to take that one and go, hmm. I don't know. I'll probably pass. And uh, Cato, Consumer Cyclical Sector, um, these are apparel uh, apparel stores. Its price to sales ratio is 0.41. It's got a decent looking chart. We're coming up on the Christmas season. Uh, 0.41 is low for the industry. So I'm going to flag that to go back and take a look at it a little bit later. The chart pattern looks interesting to me. Yeah, then I go to Select Medical Holdings. This one's been showing up uh, quite a few times. This is a publicly traded hospital system. So, uh, that's really wild. By the way, my uh, I know per- I know somebody very well <laughs> that works for that company, and uh, it's interesting. They've got hospitals all over the uh, the United States. Quite frankly, it's got a very low price to sales ratio. Uh, this stock has been moving up really fast over a fairly short time period. So I would say, yeah, that one's okay. That one's okay. If you wanted to take a shot at it, you go to read the 1% rule on the Lookout for the Bull website to figure out how much you should put into it and where to place your trailing stops. And I'm going to go down and keep going down the list. Uh, Grief Brothers, these guys are uh, supposedly packaging containers. Um, that's kind of an old economy. I don't, I don't know. The, not all that fond of that. Uh, America's Car Mart comes up. It's got a nice looking chart, super volatile. The uh but there's the the profit margins in that type of business are extremely low, so I'm probably gonna pass on that one. And uh here's one I like just based on the uh this is an industrial stock hasn't even been public that long since two thousand fifteen. It's called SPX Flow and its symbol is Flow, F L O W. Industrial sector, diversified industrials. I'm just assuming that it probably has something to do. I don't even know, I'll have to look this up. But I'm assuming that it has something to do with uh, um, sewers or plumbing and uh, probably makes parts for that. Uh, so I'll go look that one up. I'm going to flag that one and come back to it later. 
And this is kind of the process that I'm going through every day, and then I'm publishing this stuff. And these are the same uh, things that I'm buying my stocks from. Here's the uh, one called Buckle. You know, you might recognize Buckle. They uh, have some of their own stores. They make uh, belts, wallets, that kind of thing. Um, price to sales ratio is not bad. Stock's up 17% today. So when it came up on my list three weeks ago and then came down almost immediately, if you had purchased that on the open, which is what I typically recommend, um, yeah, you wouldn't have gotten stopped out. Woohoo, sweet. So now you'd be up about 17% or so. And uh, But that first week that you bought it, as soon as you bought it, I mean, it went down for nearly two weeks in a row, went down about 10%. And then today it's up 17% in a day. <laughs> That's just kind of how this stuff goes. And I'm uh, glad to be able to tell you this. I'm going to go down a list a little bit more quickly because I just have been told that uh, I've only got a few minutes. There's The Stars Group has a nice looking chart. This is a uh, consumer cyclical. They're calling it consumer cyclical. It's a gambling organization. I'm I'm not a really big fan of that, so I'll probably pass on that. Uh, Nuance. These guys make software that converts language into text or, or so that you can speak to your computers. And I like that idea. Uh, price to sales ratio, 2.42. That's not too high for a software company. It's got a nice looking chart. So if I, I'd probably take a shot at that one. And I think I'm coming up to just where I'm almost running out of time here. So uh, I'll do this every week for at least 15 minutes at the end of my show, uh, give you some individual stock ideas and uh, go to the website, look out for the bull. Make sure you read that 1% rule before you invest in this. And anyway, I hear the music, so I got to take off. Have a good week, everybody. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 uh, and uh, also available on 955 The Fish as a podcast. Thank you very much. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.